Hello, this is Dr. Mary No, and welcome to the OCPHA podcast, where we talk about different perspectives of pharmacy from new and seasoned practitioners, students, and pharmacists alike. Today, I have Dr. Andrew Hain, PQI2, Psychiatric Pharmacy Resident at UC San Diego Health. He will be sharing a little bit about his experience as to where he was back then, as well as where he is today. So, Andrew, would you like to tell us more about yourself? Yeah, it's, you know, it's great to be here on the podcast. Thanks for inviting me. You know, I'm always happy to speak about kind of my experiences and what led me here because I know that was helpful for me when I was a student to hear it from other people. Yeah, so I grew up in Long Beach, California, so not that far from Orange County, pretty much neighbors to this chapter. And I went to undergrad at UC Los Angeles, UCLA, and then took a gap year, worked at a community pharmacy for a little bit in Long Beach, and then went ahead and made them move up to UC San Francisco for pharmacy school. Spent three years there in their accelerated program, which is their only program now, and then applied to residency. So I did my PGY-1 at UC San Diego, and I just finished that up you know, several months ago. And then I early committed for a PGY-2 insight there. I should mention, since we have different programs, I did my PGY-1 in acute care residency. And so you know, tra- kind of trained to do inpatient staffing, which is you know, really fun. I still do that on the weekends now as part of my program. In my free time, you know, I like to work on music. Uh, I love gaming. I love keeping up with current events and just trying to do fun stuff, you know, baking, picking up new hobbies. But as we all know in residency, we don't have a ton of time for that sometimes. But yeah. I can definitely echo that. When we first met Andrew, we actually, we were both PGY1 residents. I, I was also across the street from you guys at over at VSA Diego doing my residency as well. So I can totally agree with, you know, the whole, when it comes to dealing with residency, it's very jam-packed. And I mean, it's also very important to, you know, keep in mind like what's there as like your interests to also just be able to relax, take a deep, deep breath from like everything that you're doing while you're working throughout the weeks. And, you know, with the projects that you have in mind, I mean, it's all about like work-life balance too. Um, it's funny that you mentioned music because Dr. Tony Dabb, who is a co-host as well on this podcast, also does a lot of music um, editing as well. <laughs> so, yeah, he also does some DJing as well. And he actually makes a lot of the music for the podcast, actually. So you'll hear this when you're when you hear the final edit. But the music in the beginning and the end of the episode, it's all him. Uh, that's so cool. Yeah, I like to think that, uh, you know. Uh, being musically inclined sometimes, you know, means we, we operate on a higher brainwave frequency, you know. <laughs> no, that's really awesome. It, it, and I, it's it's funny that you bring back like kind of us meeting at SD Pearl because uh, I remember like, you know, everyone's super tired after residency or rotation and, and they you know, don't really want to talk. But I think you were one of the few people who was definitely like vocally and wanted to interact and, you know, said hi to me. And that's how we, we kind of met. So I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, to summarize, SD Pearl, it stood for the San Diego Pharmacy Leadership Training. It's basically the teaching certificate program that all San Diego residents, pharmacy residents in California would be involved in. And it would be at least like weekly or biweekly type of seminars that would teach us like different ethics as to like how to go about teaching strategies, feedback, preceptorship, all that stuff. And I I heard that you had gone through that accelerated program, as you had just mentioned. Similar to me, going through that accelerated program is a lot. I did kind of want to hear a little bit more as to what made you decide on having to pursue pharmacy as a career path, especially going into like an accelerated program such as UCSF. 
Yeah, you know, that, uh, that's a really good point. Long story short, I guess I, I didn't necessarily choose specifically for the theater program, but I did really want to go to UCSF, but I'll get there in a sec. <laughs> so I guess I should back up a little bit and maybe start about why pharmacy a little bit. So it kind of goes back to my time in undergrad at UCLA. I was thinking of, you know, some kind of healthcare career. My sisters who are both physician trained, you know, I really liked how they help patients, but I think from what they described to me, I just wasn't sure if I wanted that lifestyle and I wasn't sure if I was really interested on the kind of the diagnostic side of things as much. And so when I was kind of looking at different healthcare careers, so for some background, my family, we owned a donut shop growing up. So came from a small business background. You know, I really like interacting with people in kind of that like business community setting, you know, you get people you see regularly, you make small talk about their day, you keep up with them. You know, we still tell each other stories now. So my parents are retired, we sold the shop, but we still tell stories now to each other about uh, kind of like, you know, things that we uh, had learned about customers over the years. And so when I was looking around at careers, you know, pharmacy really fit that kind of vibe for me, at least, you know, what I had thought at the time, I know like there's a lot of issues with a retail pharmacy and a lot of community pharmacies, super busy and overloaded. But, you know, the idea of like a community pharmacy, where people can walk in, get care, get advice, super accessible and, and kind of having that, that business aspect to it. I think I'm one of the few people in undergrad who kind of enjoyed taking econ or the prereqs for pharmacy school. But yeah, I really enjoyed kind of that crossroads between the business and healthcare side of things. But it was when I was in the pre-farm society at UCLA, I learned more about other routes in pharmacy and I started learning about Amcare Pharmacy and, and kind of being on that, that direct patient interaction side of things, as opposed to say, being inpatient in the hospital where sometimes you don't really see the patient regularly. I was like, wow, there's a lot more to field of pharmacy that I had originally thought. So there's a lot of places I can take it, you know, I could still kind of open up my own pharmacy or something eventually and made me realize there was a lot of flexibility and versatility and stepping kind of between roles, whether that's, you know, more of the clinician, seeing someone regularly in care, being more of an integrated member on like an inpatient team or uh, just like being in the community pharmacy and again, having more of the dependence and being a part of more of the, more of the direct dispensing role. So uh, I was like, okay, pharmacy is really interesting. There's so many paths I can take. And I realized, you know, growing up, a lot of my relatives or family friends, um, there was just kind of a, a disconnect. I think you see it a lot in a lot of Asian cultures where there's not really an understanding of, I guess, for lack of a better term, like Western medicine, you know, the, the idea of like, there's medicines that just kind of fix you and heal you. Whereas, you know, our understanding of therapy for chronic condition, it's not really like that, right? Like for, for diabetes, like you keep your blood sugar well managed, you know, you don't really necessarily like cure diabetes, but you know, the medications help you get over that wall to prevent like complications. And I think that understanding is just really, there's a huge, huge disconnect, especially between, I think like immigrants and, you know, our treating clinicians here. And so that was kind of why I wanted to focus on medications because, you know, you can get a script for medication from someone and then get sent to the pharmacy. But ultimately, the pharmacist is the one that usually gives like comprehensive counseling. They're kind of the last person to advise you on the medication. And so I think that really appealed to me because of all those misunderstandings in the Cambodian American community that I come from. So kind of having that, I guess, like boots on the ground kind of role was, was really appealing to me. And so what... So I applied to pharmacy school, you know, I ended up going to UC San Francisco. It was, it was really tough. You know, there are a lot of great schools that I interviewed at, but ultimately something about being at UCSF, I just, like when I was there, something just spoke to me. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the buildings in San Francisco, you know, kind of the hustle bustle of the city, but something about being there just made me feel like, okay, I, I got to be here for school. And so that's what I was kind of mentioning. I, I didn't necessarily pick a three-year program. UCSF had just moved to a three-year program. 
it was nice, you know, clearly you get your farm to done sooner. And I, I think what was really interesting to me was that they had just restructured their program to like a block cu- curriculum. And I really, really enjoyed that. You know, they, we did things by organ system and we basically did all aspects of that organ system all at one time. So we did like the pharmacology, the physiology, the therapeutics all at once, um, straight from the beginning, you know, jumping straight into cardio, I think was our first block, which a lot of people were like, that is wild. How do you just jump straight into cardio? So, you know, that I think that was an interesting take on things. But yeah, so I did my time at UCSF and I, even though we were kind of in the middle of the pandemic and things were limited, so I really only had one year in person, I got a really great experience just getting exposed to a lot of different things. I'd mentioned kind of going beyond community pharmacy and kind of seeing AM care. And so my time at UCSF, I think, because it was really kind of uh, focused on like coming like a clinician and kind of uh, thinking in terms of like how they think like an inpatient in the inpatient world, especially I, I really started to get interested in all these other areas of pharmacy. And uh, I did a lot of, you know, shadowing and I like, just getting exposed to different specialties. And that was great. So I never found myself wanting to be an academic medical center, actually. Eventually, you know, during APP year, I, I got a good mix of like small community hospitals, academic centers, but ultimately I ended up applying to a lot of academic medical centers because I realized from being exposed to all those things that I wanted to really just be involved in a lot of different aspects of my career, whether that was teaching, whether that was working on quality improvement projects, whether that was um, like rounding with teams, and just being involved in a lot of different roles at once. And so I realized, okay, residency is going to be a really, I think, important uh, stepping stone to, to learning those things and finding a career that was going to fit the bill for, for kind of getting involved in a lot of different things as a pharmacist. And so, I, you know, I, I'm still terrified of going to codes now, <laughs> even after a year in acute care training. But, you know, I realized you have to step out of your comfort zone to really learn those things. I applied to residencies that had a good mix of inpatient experiences and outpatient experiences like AmCare, as well as like non-direct patient care stuff, informatics, for example. And so, you know, where I went for residency, I think really fit that bill because I got kind of exposed to all those different areas as well as teaching. We taught at the School of Pharmacy and just getting involved, I think, in quality improvement for the hospital was really eye-opening. So I realized, okay, I really like this environment. I really like being able to affect patient care from, from all different angles, you know, not just when I talk to them during transition to care to do a med history, do discharge counseling, but also, you know, even, even stepping outside of that and just, if I have a question for the patient about side effects, just going to their room and asking. Sometimes, you know, you just have to assess them yourself and then indirectly, you know, being involved in monographs and medication use evaluations and quality improvement, even in helping submit tickets to our IT team for improvements in like workflow and dispensing changes in the central pharmacy. So I think seeing all those different aspects of how pharmacists are involved is really important, uh, especially kind of in figuring out what you want to do. Because to me, residency was almost like an extension of APP year in a way, you know, except I'm licensed now and I have, you know, more responsibility and knowledge, but uh, it's still kind of, you know, you're, you're in that dose finding period. You're, you're in that finding out what you want to do and, 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 where you want to take your career. And so going back to, I guess, psych pharmacy. So I did a rotation as a student and it's funny because I didn't expect to ever want to go into psych. You know, during, during my time at UCSF, you know, we had great professors. Um, the psych professor was great. One of them is actually still my mentor who I keep in touch with. But I was like, wow, this pharmacology is really cool. You know, fortunately, we don't have a huge understanding of how some of it works, but something about it just kind of clicked for me, but never thought it was where I wanted to focus. And I remember I needed one more elective 
to round out my my eight rotations for the year. And I was like, oh, well, psych seems interesting. You know, it's actually at a, at a VA, so you're VA trained, so you know how some of this goes. But I was like, well, that'd be interesting, you know, being at a VA. It was in Long Beach, so it was in my hometown. And I didn't know what to expect. You know, it was my first time in a locked inpatient unit. But oh my gosh, I loved it. When, you know, I found a point in which I was like looking forward to coming in every day in the mornings. And, you know, not that I don't love what I do, but, you know, that's hard sometimes when you're just low on energy and, you know, coming and seeing the patients, you know, asking them about their home meds. It's just one of my big roles, you know, doing med histories as a student on the team and helping answer questions for our physician learners. I, I loved it. And it was what was really interesting was, I think, to me, the kind of understanding of pharmacology that a lot of the attendings had. It's really interesting because I remember the attending on that rotation could just kind of spit out facts about, oh, well, at this uh, percent of binding, you would expect this much uh, dopamine blockade. And so, you know, we would expect it probably to have been effective by now. And to me, you know, that that is right in our purview. That's right in our lane as pharmacists. And that's really interesting to me. And so I was like, okay, well, if if everyone is kind of on board with some of this understanding through the team, then I think like, I think it'd be a great kind of fit for me as a pharmacist. And I kind of mentioned earlier some of like my background, the Cambodian American community, but uh, mental health is is really, really under addressed, you know, among, I think, a lot of minority um, demographics in the United States. But uh, just for me personally, like that's something like we definitely don't talk about. And when you talk about your mental health and, and how you're doing or, or even a lot of psychiatric conditions, you kind of get labeled as like crazy or something, you know, going to see a therapist is like really frowned upon, I would say, for a lot of kind of the older people in our culture. And so she don't even think there's like words to describe like depression, for example, that we kind of understand it from our understanding of medicine. So it, it kind of became a natural fit. You know, there are a couple of people who around that time were going through some pretty serious stuff like mental health and psych wise. And so seeing that happen in front of me while I was learning those things and while I was going on rotation for in the psychiatry unit made me realize, okay, wow, that I really love this population. It's very interesting, just treatment wise and medication wise. And just given my background in the community, it's something that's really important to me. And it's something that I neglected myself for a long time. So, you know, overall, it's like pharmacy just ended up becoming a perfect fit for me. Uh, and I just think like the the versatility too, I was talking a lot about kind of pharmacy appealed to me because the versatility and even with a lot of pharmacists, all the ways they get involved in all the roles they, they put themselves in and say the hospital, for example, you know, on the inpatient teams, at least that I've been a part of, because I've mostly been inpatient for psych so far, you know, they rely on us not only for like a lot of dosing questions, a lot of theoretical considerations, but uh, the medical problems too. So, you know, I think I have like a good amount of training and medical management of stuff. And so when they, they come in and they're on these meds that aren't psych related, you know, have a good grip on whether we should continue them, you know, should we adjust them, you know, interactions that we should be aware of, or even starting them, for example, right? In the psych unit, people who have been on antipsychotics for a long time might have developed diabetes. So making recommendations on starting some kind of, you know, metformin or some other diabetes agent, that's definitely within our purview and our training. Again, this goes back to versatility of my training in, in the AMCARE realm, for example, during my time last year helps me decide on those therapies. And so I just think between the psych meds and the medical management, we just have a lot to offer, at least on inpatient teams that I've been a part of. Yeah, it's really good to hear. Like you, def like there are a lot of things that I couldn't agree more with. You know, when you mentioned like there's that huge disconnect in, in especially in education when it comes to having to provide like mental health education, especially to the Asian and Asian American community as well. And also one thing that you had really brought up that I 
I really, really liked was like, you know, the importance of stepping out of that comfort zone because you won't really be able to learn as much until you finally step out of that door and get that exposure to like all different areas and pharmacy that you had mentioned, you know, whereas if you like, you know, you're you're in like clinic or you're attending codes or doing rounds on the psych unit, that's something that like, you know, you're there's no other better way to absorb all that as like a, as if you were like a sponge, you know, to sure. be able to get all that experience and then be able to come to that decision as to, all right, this is this is what I want to do. This is this is what I'm built for, you know, and that's something that I really, really find, especially with the passion that you have brought upon like during this, the course of this episode as to like where, you know, where you had decided on going into like psychiatric pharmacy and whatnot. It's it's very, very great to hear that that's enough to three questions in one like in like one full story here. And so I did want to kind of ask a little bit about like your plans moving forward, given that you're only months left into finishing residency and just kind of seeing what advice you would want to share with other people who are listening to this episode as well to know about. Yeah, you know, that's I love what you brought up about soaking everything in like a sponge because that's like literally kind of, I guess, the advice I would give people first and foremost. I think that I had a, a really close friend you know, that we met during pharmacy school who who told me that once. And I don't know why, but it kind of changed my view on things. I don't know why I never considered that. He literally said the same thing. He's like, yeah, you know, our job is, is to be a sponge. And I was like, wow, you're right. That's so profound. And yeah, that's the biggest piece of advice. I mean, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but I if I didn't on a whim kind of pick uh, a psych rotation, I, I wouldn't be here probably at this point. And so I think, you know, especially when you're a student, don't shut yourself off to certain experiences because you never know like what you're actually going to really like. You know, you, you have, you know, of course, a limited like set of rotations, but that that all just means start early. Right. So I know like in a four year program, you're still getting your grip when you first start the first year. But as soon as you can, when those opportunities to just see what pharmacists do in different areas pop up, like you know, take them because uh, and even shadowing itself is really not that that stimulating experience. So if you can get even more hands-on experience, like that's that's the best, you know, to to really see what they're doing, you know, rather than just watching because I think your eyes can kind of glaze over, especially and the the kind of the curse of it is like when you shadow early on in your career, you know less, and so things don't click. But now when I watch people and watch pharmacists do something, explain stuff like it, it like clicks for me easily because we have the clinic experience um, to see what they're doing. So. You know, soak up everything like a sponge, take every, every like relevant opportunity to expose yourself um, to new things that you can. And I guess that's like a life, that's like a life priority, not just pharmacy. But yeah, you, you know, you don't want to be kind of stuck in doing something that you're not sure that you really like. And so, you know, find, find what you like and realize that maybe you like something that you didn't expect to. And I would say like, you know, during when you're in the thick of it, you know, when you're like on rotations or you're a PGY1 resident, I guess this is even true when you're beyond a resident, but trying to always kind of remember like what the ultimate goal of say a project that you're doing is. So it doesn't just become kind of like more words that's like pointless. You know, everything I do now as a resident or everything that I volunteer myself sometimes unnecessarily to do is because like I want to solve a problem. You know, I, I approach things from like, okay, like I'm a problem solver, like what is this practically what we're trying to do here? And so, you know, doing things that might seem like kind of like busy work sometimes, like say like an MUE, for example, it, that stuff is really like, there's a purpose to that, right? Like you're, you're helping improve patient care. You're helping answer a question that is really important. And that's why we're doing the MUE. So just, I guess, 
long story short, like take every opportunity as like a learning opportunity and also an opportunity to, to basically improve the lives of like patients and even improve the lives of your other colleagues because, you know, probably lead to, to saving them work uh, down the line too. And I think, I think like, don't ever, I guess, feel like you are above doing something. You know, there's kind of something to learn from any experience, whether that's giving feedback on that was not a helpful experience for future residents or, you know, turning that experience into something more useful for future residents. You know, you're always part of, I think, a bigger puzzle uh, that you can contribute to. So yeah, there were like three pieces of advice in there, um, but I think they're all really important. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I, I agree with all of them. I like, especially when it comes to that piece of advice where, you know, you know, you, you when you have like a certain opportunity that's there, rather than kind of thinking at, thinking of it as like an item that's like on your to-do list, think of it as something as to like an opportunity of like what you want to really get out of it. Like, what do you want to get out of there that like you haven't really been able to get out of from like other experiences before? And I think that's something that I think you bring a very good valid point up when it comes to these pieces of advice. And so, Andrew, I know we we are kind of wrapping up the episode here for any students or any pharmacists who want to be able to reach out to you, kind of get more of your side of the story on things, be able to follow in some of your footsteps as well in the future. Where could some of these podcast listeners uh, reach out to? Yeah, let's see. So where am I reachable? So you can definitely reach out to me on by email. I actually... <laughs> Once I became, once I graduated, I, I made a separate PharmD email. So it's actually, it's my name. So andrewhean.farmd at gmail.com. So you can always email me there with questions or, you know, like if you're wondering thoughts on something. And you can add me on LinkedIn. I don't usually, I'm really slow to respond on LinkedIn. I'm sorry. I think last time I logged in, someone messaged me like two months ago. If you're listening to this, I'm really sorry. And then I post like more like casual related content, but a lot of it is pharmacy pertinent, just like musings and, and rambling about the profession on my Instagram. It's bandy and five, six, two, B-A-N-D-Y, A-N-D-Y, five, six, two, five, six, two for Long Beach, Strong Beach. But yes. So uh, you can reach me, you know, any of those, those ways. And always happy to talk to people because as a student, I think without hearing the experiences of other people, I really wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. Thanks so much, Andrew. And I will also put your contact information as well into the description for the podcast episode here. It was a huge pleasure on bringing you to the show, Andrew. Thank you so much for being a guest on this episode of OCPJ Podcast. Thanks so much. Yeah, no, thank you. I am, you know, really uh, honored to be here. So thanks for inviting me. 